Hello and welcome to the High Maintenance Hippie Podcast. This is your host, Ashley from Ashley Taylor Wellness. On this podcast, we talk about all things beauty, health, wellness, and optimization. Being a high maintenance hippie represents not being boxed in, as I strongly believe that one size does not fit all. I'm a nurse turned coach, and I have learned so much about both conventional and alternative options, and I want to help you expand your options. I'm here to inspire you to learn new ways to improve your quality of life and to take your power back. I'm so excited that you're here, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to the High Maintenance Hippie Podcast. My name is Ashley and I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. I'm someone who loves to talk a lot, but I also love talking to interesting people, hearing their stories, and I believe storytelling truly will change the world. Once we know that something is possible, we're more likely to go after it. And I have had a very interesting life, been around a lot of different types of people from all walks of life. And the more that I meet people, the more that I realize you can really learn something from everyone you meet if you're willing to. Sometimes it's what not to do. But this podcast is about all things beauty, health, wellness, and optimization. So I'll be sharing a lot of things that I have learned on my own journey, as well as experts in their fields and what their experiences have been like, and even everyday people with powerful stories. You don't have to have a big name or a big following to make a big impact. So I'm really excited to use my platform to share with you all So what is a high maintenance hippie? It's someone who doesn't want to be boxed in. There was a point in my life where I felt a little too high maintenance for the hippies and a little too hippie for those who enjoy a high maintenance look. And I don't think it's one or the other. And there's a lot of this box or that box in this world. You're one or the other. You're in one of two groups. And I just refuse to be boxed in and I don't want that for any of you. I don't think that Botox, as an example, is a healthy choice. I don't. Is it something I choose? It is and I have to take responsibility for my choices, but it's my choice to make. I'm very, very big on that. I made a name for myself in 2020 by reminding people of their right to choose across the board. As a nurse, which I became a nurse in 2013, and I'll give a little bit more about that backstory, I was taught about the nursing code of ethics, and one major piece of that is the patient right to autonomy and self-determination. And that's simply all that I was reminding people of. And that's what I'm reminding you of today. It doesn't matter the issue. It's a decision that you get to make for yourself. Anything, how you look, how you choose to eat, but we're responsible for the consequences of our actions. And that really is not such a mind blowing concept. So I'm responsible for my health. I'm responsible for my life. I'm responsible for the quality of my relationships. And it all comes back to, am I taking personal responsibility for my life? And I hope that this podcast inspires you to do that. So just to get started, I want to make sure that it is clearly stated that this podcast is not here to give you medical advice. It is for educational, informational, and possibly entertainment, I hope, purposes only. And if you learn about something, even if it is from a doctor, go find out if it's actually appropriate for you because one size does not fit all. So we're gonna talk about a lot of different options, but just because something helps someone else doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right choice or option for you. There could be something that's a better fit. So it's all about bio-individuality. So the views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily even mine. I might have guests on this podcast that share a different belief system and that's okay. Being an adult means that we can be around people that experience or view things differently and we can observe their experience and we're not threatened by that. It's about having respect for other people. And if we have any attachment to people doing things our way, where does that come from? 
So as long as we're being respectful, you know, where I draw the line is we need to protect our children. And I'll go into detail as far as how I thought I knew it all at 14 and I made some choices that weren't in my best interest. So I do think we need to protect children. But if you're an adult over 18, it's your choice to make. And I know that's controversial to say, but I don't believe that someone else should be making your choices as an adult, not the government, not your doctor. We can get input, of course, but you are the final say in your life. You have that right. If you are incapacitated, if you're in a coma, if you have dementia or having a psychiatric episode, probably not. But most adults have the ability to make their own choices. And I am here to remind you of that so that you can become empowered. Definitely not anti-doctor. I think they're amazing and I'm so grateful for the doctor and even the hospital. But if you outsource your power to a system thinking that that's gonna make you healthy, you're skipping over the individual work that you need to be doing on a daily basis, which is showing up for yourself. Your doctor can't come to your house and make sure that you're walking every day, that you're eating healthy food, that you're taking medications if that's appropriate. You have to take responsibility. So it doesn't make me anti-doctor. It makes me pro empowering people to be responsible for their own health lives and experience. I'm extremely opinionated and I do things in an unconventional way, but my way does not have to be your way. And I really want to make that clear. As far as being a high maintenance hippie, I'm no stranger to cosmetic enhancements. I have publicly shared about what I've done and I'll do an episode going through everything. But I also want people to know that your looks do not make you happy. It's simply your shell. So if you want to change it, decorate it, I'm here for that. I do it all the time, but it does not make you happy. It simply changes how you look. So if you're waiting to feel happy when you make enough money, when you have a certain look, when you have the right partner, when you have the right job, you're searching for something outside of yourself. That's a lesson I had to learn the hard way. So it's okay to have those things, but if you are sourcing your happiness from there, it's going to be short-lived. We need to learn how to create that happiness and fulfillment and peace from within. So that's another thing that I'll be talking to other people about what that looks like for them because it really is an inside job. So a little bit more about me and my background. I am someone who was very rebellious growing up. I went to Catholic school. And I dropped out of high school when I was a sophomore. And I'll share more stories about what led up to that. And I worked for a couple years and decided I don't actually want to be a waitress forever. So I took my SATs, got into community college, and then I went to College of Charleston for my first degree. I was going to go into psychology, but then I wasn't sure if that was the best use of my time. So I decided to switch to nursing and then I moved into the health promotion major and I was very, very excited. I finished at the top of my major at College of Charleston and then I went to Duke, which as a high school dropout is something that doesn't typically happen for people. But I worked so hard. I volunteered. I did everything I could. And I think I'm a great example of I don't let other people decide what's possible for me. A lot of people told me that it wasn't going to happen and Fortunately, I did not take that as what was possible for me. I love to see people crushing their goals, going after their dreams. And when someone tells you something's not possible, a lot of the time they're not trying to hold you back. Most times it's because from their lens, don't believe it's possible. So just remember that. Be careful who you share your dreams with, unless there's someone who's going to build you up and support those dreams because it might make us doubt ourselves. But I didn't do that. I went all in and it really paid off. So I got into nursing school, I became a nurse, and I worked for several years until my health started to decline. I worked night shift, I was prescribed Adderall and other medications, 
And I just really felt like I was going through the motions. I didn't really see my hospital patients thriving and getting better. I just kept doing what I was doing and I figured that maybe there were better hospitals, maybe it was different elsewhere. And I got into travel nursing and I worked at many hospitals and I still didn't see people thriving. Now that does not make me anti-hospital, it just means that if you wanna go somewhere for wellness and optimization, it's not the hospital. That's where you go for surgery, emergencies, trauma, any type of crisis. So my heart really lies in that space, in prevention and optimization, helping people before they need to be hospitalized. And still, I love taking care of people in the hospital, but I'm so lit up by improving our quality of life. A lot of people just care about living a long life. I care about living a great quality of life and I wanna help others do the same. So my health crisis in 2018 was really challenging. I was covered in hives, head to toe. It was about four months. I was on nine meds, saw five different doctors. Of course, there was nothing remarkable showing up on my blood work from the test they were running. And I ended up seeing an integrative DO, which is a type of doctor. We have DOs in the hospital. It means doctor of osteopathy or osteopathic medicine, DO. So we have DOs in the hospital and this was an integrative DO and I tried IV ozone. And within two treatments, it was such a game changer for me. And it really blew my mind because I thought I went to the best nursing school, I worked in the best hospitals. How would I not know about the best of the best options? But it was something that opened up so many doors for me. So I'm not someone that's all alternative or all conventional. I like to think that there's a middle ground, just like being a high maintenance hippie. And that applies to health, it applies to anything. So as far as my coaching career, so in 2018, I was healing. I took a year off of work, which was a big deal for me. And it was just me and my thoughts. It was really, really challenging to just sit there. And a lot of the busyness and the workaholic tendencies that I had, it was actually avoiding a lot of feelings that I didn't know what to do with. But in 2018, I really wasn't that happy, even though I was supported. My partner at the time was financially helping me out, but I needed to feel like I had a sense of purpose in this world. So he asked me, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I said, I want to be a coach. That's really where my heart is. I didn't see it as a prestigious job, but I saw it as something that there was a need for it. I was really good at it and it lit my heart up. And if I had known about coaching years ago, I probably would have done that before nursing, but I'm glad it all worked out the way that it did. And I have that clinical background. So then I became a coach. The first program I did was Health Coach Institute, and that is a health coaching program. And there's a life coaching aspect as well. Then I did Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. That is a functional medicine certified health coaching program. And they've partnered with IFM, which is Institute for Functional Medicine. So after that year long program and you do 50 hours, you can apply to be board certified. And I'm in that process right now. And I'm also in school for FDN, which stands for Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. And that is a practitioner program, which allows us to help our clients get functional labs run and dig a little bit deeper about what could be going on in the body to help find healing opportunities. So I'm very, very excited about this alternative career path, but I genuinely feel that I'm helping people on such a deeper level than I could in the hospital. I'm also happy to work in the hospital from time to time. It really lights the fire within me. It shows me how badly people need to learn the lifestyle. There is not a lot of modeling a healthy lifestyle in the hospital. We're running around like chickens with our heads cut off. A lot of people eat cafeteria food. I don't know that that's the best quality. Fluorescent lighting, fight or flight all day, constant ding, ding, ding. It wasn't the most healing place for me but I didn't know about other options. And so I'm just so excited. I know a lot of listeners are medical professionals 
and people who also want to make a difference in a different way outside of the hospital. And for those of you who are in the hospital and advocate for your patients, so grateful for you. We really need you. And our job isn't to make decisions for our patients. Once again, we are here to advocate for the patient and in coaching to advocate for the client and meet them where they are, not where we want them to be. So my heart is so full. I love what I do. And now I get to start a podcast and share about all the things that I've learned over the last five years that have truly changed my entire life. So I'm so excited about all of this. So when that health crisis happened, I learned about IV ozone. I learned about coffee enemas. I do have a course. I cannot tell you how often to do them or if they're appropriate for you. It's simply a how-to course if your doctor gives you the green light to go ahead and do them. So those two things helped a lot, ozone and coffee enemas. I learned about genetic testing. I learned about methylation. I learned that I have the MTHFR gene variation. I had never heard of that before. Liver support, nervous system management, gut health, just my world expanded so much. Once again, these are not things that we're looking at in the hospital, and I suppose it's because we don't have enough evidence, but I'll tell you, I am walking proof of the power of alternative healing because I was a shell of a human. I did not have much memory. I was so depressed, exhausted, covered in hives, really, really constipated. And it was better than the quality of life that my patients had, but it still wasn't where I needed to be at that point in my life. And now I'm not afraid of getting older, but I am afraid of having a poor quality of life. So I'm gonna do everything I can to take care of myself from the inside out and the outside in. I make no apologies for that. One of my favorite things on social media is that people love to say that I've changed my face. Yes, I have had some work done. I'll be talking about all of it. It's not a secret. I do think that a lot of celebrities and people aren't fully transparent, which is a bummer because teenagers and even people like me, we compare ourselves to what we see and we think it's natural. It's still your right to choose and you don't have to share or disclose anything you're not comfortable with. But if you are a public figure or a celebrity and you're telling people that something is natural when it's not, I don't think that that is helping the development and the body image issues of younger children. Although I think that starts at home and you know we have other people influencing us, whether that's the news, school, TV, programming, whatever it might be, social media, TikTok, Instagram. It's just important that we know who we are, we stay true to who we are, and we don't outsource our worth because we don't look like someone's curated life on Instagram. I do my best to share the messy moments, not just when everything is picture perfect. Try to be as real as I can. I think I'm one of the most real people on Instagram, at least that I know. I'll cry on there, I'll talk about poops. I mean, it's part of the human experience. And if that's gonna help someone be a little bit more human and learn to accept all of themselves, not just the pretty parts, then I'm here for it. As far as nursing, I also left in 2017, December 2017, whenever I had my health crisis. And then I did go back for one contract in 2019, and then I wasn't planning to go back at all. And then in 2020, everything happened. They needed nurses. So I did go back in December of 2020 and I worked on and off. I did a few contracts, I believe three, until the end of October, 2021. And I was not able to continue working unless I chose certain interventions that did not feel right for me. And I had worked all this time without it. So it was my time to leave and I was happy to do that. And if they need people and I'm comfortable with what is asked of me, I'm happy to go back. But coaching is really so different than nursing. And it's really about working 
closely in depth with one person and helping them realize they're not broken, they're not crazy. Any symptom is a message from the body and let's work together as a team to figure out what the message is. What's the healing opportunity? What's the opportunity for growth? What's the lesson here? And it's fun. I have fun with my coaching clients. Also really big into biohacking. I went to my first conference in October of 2017 and that also was just mind blowing. One of the things that was said was that light is responsible for up to 80% of our biology. And about five years ago, that was my first time hearing anything like that. Light, how would that make a difference? Since then, I've learned the power of a circadian lifestyle. I've learned the negative consequences, at least for me, from jet lag. I really, really struggle when there's such an abrupt shift in my environment. So one rule of thumb that some people follow definitely works for me is for each hour, give yourself a day to adjust. So if I'm going to go nine hours east towards Europe, then I'm going to give myself nine days before I expect to fully acclimate. And everyone's different. That's just something that I've noticed that really, really affects my well-being. I've learned about the positive benefits of things like red light and the harmful benefits of screens and junk light before bed. So light was so powerful. The biohacking events are so powerful. And I just meet so many cool people, so many different options. And I love to share about those as well. And I pretty much go every year. So highly recommend that. As I learn new things, I'm a a lifelong learner. I will always be studying. And I think the more that I learn, the less that I know. And I think anyone that thinks they have it all figured out, I don't know how true that is. So I'm just very grateful for all of the hardships in my life. Had I not dropped out of high school, I wouldn't have developed the resilience and the grit to have what it takes to go to one of the top nursing schools in the country. And I don't let other people decide what's possible for me. And I hope that you don't either. We have one life to live. I'm not waiting around trying to make everybody happy. I did do that for a while. Didn't work out so well because you quite literally can't make everyone happy. Tell me one person that everyone on the planet loves. So it's about staying true to ourselves. And there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. I don't care what you think versus, well, that's what Linda from Wisconsin thinks. That's okay. I'll continue to do what's right for me. There's nothing to defend. There's nothing to justify. And that is such a weight off once we get to that place. And the more that we try to get people to like us, actually, it's very desperate energy and repels people. People like people who like and respect themselves. That's what I've learned. Not necessarily people who are just like them. People also like kind people that are respectful of their boundaries. And it's really important that we look at who we are being. It's really easy to point out the shortcomings in others. And we don't always do such a good gut check on ourselves. And the more that I take responsibility for my behaviors, for my actions, for anything in life, the better my life is. So there's nothing to be afraid of. We all make mistakes. We all have things we're not proud of. Please don't fall into the trap of making your love for yourself conditional upon doing all the right things. You are always worthy of love. Now your income might depend on you working and doing certain things, but your worthiness and your lovability as a person have nothing to do with what you're doing. And it really, really is all about who we're being whenever we're thinking about making change, whenever we are pursuing anything in life. You can do the same action, but your belief systems will dictate how that action will affect you as an example. So an example is working out. Love-based living is something that I really like to think about. Why am I doing something? What's my intention? So if I'm gonna work out, the same activity can be done with a different intention. 
Am I working out because I want to be strong, sexy, healthy, and resilient? Or am I working out because I don't want to be lazy or sick or avoid some negative consequence? So think about your intention when you're doing anything. That's a really, really important way of thinking that has helped me. What's my intention for doing X, Y, Z? And when I do something because I'm trying to better myself, I'm more likely to stick with it than when it feels almost like a punishment, if that makes sense. So in wrapping up, this is just a quick intro episode and we'll be doing two episodes a week, one solo episode and one guest episode. I'm always open to guest ideas. I'm always open to topics and I'll ask on my Instagram at Ashley Taylor Wellness. Any suggestions you have, like I said, I'm an open book. I love to talk about it all. And I just want to have fun with this podcast and help add value to your life and inspire you to say, if you're not living the life of your dreams, who do you need to become to make that happen? And I'm living proof of that. It's not too late. You are not too old. And well, that is true if you believe it, but if you don't believe it and you don't accept that as an answer, then so much can change for you. And if you're really, really stuck and struggling with that, I am a coach. I'm a health and life coach. Absolutely love what I do. I'm continuing to expand my tools and my resources and my offerings every year. And it's really currently about helping people learn to be the most mentally and physically resilient version of them. Because if you think that you can change when things calm down, there's always going to be something that comes up. We have to become stronger, not expect all of the problems in the world to go away. I have found that a lot of the people that I connect with the most are those who really struggle with low confidence, those who feel that it's too late for them, those who deal with mental health issues, especially depression, if that's you and you just feel like you want a positive person in your life who will let you show up exactly as you are, even on your bad days, and be there for you and help you figure out solutions with lifestyle, mindset, and other tools to help you shift out of that and learn to bounce back faster, I am here to help you. And that is really what gives me a sense of purpose. I loved my life in 2018 when I didn't have to work, but... I wasn't fulfilled. And now doing what I do also helps me be a better version of myself because I want to lead by example and walk the walk, not just say, do these things. They're great for you. I have to make sure that I'm holding myself to that same standard. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I also wanted to mention that we haven't even launched the podcast and I have our first podcast sponsor. It is Citrine. Citrine is a one-stop shop for all things clean skincare and beauty. It's here in the Phoenix area. They do classes and workshops and I'll be sharing more of my favorite products, different events they have. And it is truly a high maintenance hippies dream store. So I'm so thankful that they have decided to help me make this podcast possible. I have also interviewed Melissa. She is the owner of Citrine. So her episode will be coming up, but I absolutely recommend going there. If you're local, you can bring in some of your makeup. They can help you pick out new stuff. It's awesome. So pick your poisons in a toxic world. Do your best to avoid the toxins you can and don't stress over things that you can't control. So I'll be talking a lot about what I do to take care of myself from the inside out, lots of other guests, and I'm so glad you're here. So thank you and let's have fun with it. And you can message me anytime, ashley at ashleytaylorwellness.com via email or at ashleytaylorwellness on Instagram. And the podcast name is at High Maintenance Hippie Podcast on Instagram. So if you love this episode, if you think this podcast is going to help other people, then please share it, tag me, and I'll repost it. And I can't wait. So have a great day, and I will talk to you all soon. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to the High Maintenance Hippie podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review, ideally a five-star review if you loved it, and make sure to download episodes. All of this is free of charge and really helps me to be able to run the podcast. If you take a screenshot and tag me, Ashley Taylor Wellness and High Maintenance Hippie Podcast, I'll repost you and shout you out on Instagram, and I will leave you with a disclaimer. Please know that this is not medical advice or replacement for seeking medical care. Everything discussed on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. Always consult with your medical provider before making any changes. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.